0: A residential tenancy agreement is a pretty important document and quite daunting if renting a property for the first time. Today, we're going through all the intricacies of signing a tenancy agreement with the lovely Sophie Lyon. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. For all your real estate copywriting needs, check out our new website, www.realcopyright.com.au. Here you can put a face to the names of our fantastic copywriters, order copy and see what other services we offer. Plus get the link to all the other episodes in this podcast. Go on, check us out today. Sophie Lyon has worked in property management for more than 30 years and is currently the Director and General Manager of Property Management at Jealous Craig Borandara. Sophie is actively involved as a Director of the REIV and is an accredited trainer currently focusing on delivering training for the new Residential Tenancies Act. Welcome Sophie, how are you today? I'm super well, Sue, how are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. Good. Now, we're talking about signing a title. A tenancy agreement today. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, we are going to start with a hypothetical. Say I'm 20. My parents have never rented before. They've got no idea what to do. So I want to rent my own place. And there seems to be a lot of paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) What are some of the main things renters don't realize are their obligation when signing a tenancy agreement? Uh, as far as obligations
1: go, it's, it's generally pretty straightforward, you know, that you, you're going to pay the rent on time, you're going to maintain the property, etc. Some yeah. of the things that, um, that people don't necessarily realise is that, especially if they're leasing an apartment, yeah. they're also captured under the Owners Corporation rules and regulations, okay. which should be attached to the lease agreement. Um so there are there are uh, rights and responsibilities that the tenant has to be aware of mm. um, under that as well as under the lease agreement. Uh, they don't vary greatly, um, but they're more around behaviour in common areas, yeah. um, what you can and can't do in the common areas. One of the, the things that we see quite regularly, um, which I guess isn't necessarily an obligation, but it comes in under that owners um, corporation thing, if you're moving into one of those new high-rise apartment buildings, yeah. um, there's there's obligations and time frames around moving in. Um, so you will generally have to book an elevator. You'll have to pay for that. Um, it has to be booked in advance. Um, so you can't just turn up with your budget rent-a-car yeah. or rent-a-truck and just start moving your stuff in. Yeah. Um, so... The main obligations, I guess, is what I would say, is make sure you read it. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a lot of people who just go, oh, I haven't got time for this. It's like six pages of information. Six pages of information because it's stuff you need to know, yeah. not because we're just like, you know, making up little bits and pieces along
0: the way. Yeah. I remember when I leased my, you know, properties over the years, had to like initial every single little clause to show that you've read it. Yeah. 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 Do you still have to do that?
1: Well, no, even when we did that and asked people to, init- to initial every clause, they still didn't read them. Um, oh, okay. You know, they'd just sit <laughs> there and just initial all the way down the page and we're like, um, you yeah. might want to... Read that. Now, uh, especially obviously over, um, over COVID, a lot of stuff is digital now, so it's done through DocuSign. Yeah. Um, so it's an even easier thing for you to miss stuff because you just keep hitting next on the page and signing at the bottom yeah. of the page, not actually reading through all of those, um, awesome. you know, all those obligations. If you've rented plenty of times before, it doesn't generally change other than under the special conditions, but it's the first time you've rented You know, it would be like any contract you go into, actually make sure that you're reading what your responsibilities
0: are. Yeah. Make sure you're not dumping, you know, rubbish on bins that are already full, for instance, you know. Oh, all that
1: kind of stuff. Absolutely. And please put it in the bin. Um, and, um, you know, there's there's responsibilities around the amount of noise that you can make um, yeah. before a certain time and after a certain time. Mm. Um, you know, can you use your washing machine at certain times? There's even clauses I've seen in lease agreements about, well, back in the day, I don't even know if you still have these anymore, but you can't have a waterbed on the second floor. Oh. You can only have a waterbed on the ground floor because if the thing springs a leak, then it yeah. will happily flood the rest of the apartment floor. Yeah. So yeah. You know, things like that.
0: And there's also, um I've heard well some owners' corpse uh, you know, no clothes lines on balconies, for instance.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that's very common. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure you park in your own car spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of bits and pieces like that mm. around. Um, so there's there's probably so much in there that it's hard to answer in one question. Yeah. So the overansp- overarching answer would be read it. Read it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what's the go with light bulbs and smoke alarms now?
1: Uh light bulbs haven't changed. So light bulbs are still the responsibility of the tenant to um to repair or oh, sorry to replace if they go during a tenancy. That's assuming um,
0: that they were all going when you started the tenancy.
1: Thank you. It's exactly what I was about to say. So <laughs> make sure when you move in that, you know, you, you turn all the lights on and you check. Um if you've got one out in one room and one out in the other, you know, is it is it necessarily worth um Know making the complaint to the agent about, but if you go in and there's like you know, there's one working in that room and there's one working in that room on a you know a um, light fitting that's supposed to have seven yeah you know five or seven in it, that's a little bit different yeah. Um, the the other thing that's worth having the conversation with the agent about, probably prior to signing the lease agreement, is you go into some of those properties that they have a really high um, entry mm. area. Uh, like a mezzanine kind of thing that you will need a very high ladder to get up to replace any light bulbs. Um, Have the conversation with the agent around, okay, who's going to be responsible for that? Um, Because there are still some schools of thought that it's a light bulb, therefore the tenant is responsible. Um, But if you've got to shimmy up a ladder that's like two storeys high, mm, is that necessarily the best thing to do without getting someone who's actually trained in
0: shimmying up long ladders? um to actually do that yeah yeah I had that in my fire station when I lived in that in Sandringham there was a, of course the fire station fire yeah station. yeah so <laughs> in this in the um in the stairwell there was yeah we had essentially 10 foot ceilings of both you know ground floor and top floor and yep. um yeah so the staircase was essentially 20 foot high and mm-hmm. well you know where the light bulb was and it's like yeah, I can't change that. It's too hard.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, that's
1: exactly right. So and you know, no one also wants to be in a position where someone tries to do something like that and something terrible happens. Yeah. So, you know, crashing off a ladder at that height yeah. wouldn't do anybody any favours. And the same
0: would probably um, go with things like um very intricate chandeliers, you know, might need more of a professional person to change the light bulbs yeah, on those. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So again, all of those things, it's best having the conversation about. Um, So there's no surprises further down the track that, you know, you get told, well, it's a light bulb. So therefore, you have to organise someone external to come and do that. Yeah, Um, which I've certainly, you know, I've I've had clients say that in the past. Um, So, you know, it's... um, Those extremes uh, are open to interpretation, but the stock standard basic is if it's a light bulb, it is the tenant's responsibility if it was working at the commencement of the tenancy.
0: Yeah. So how about smoke alarms? Smoke alarms?
1: alarms? Smoke alarms is a little bit different. That's now considered an urgent repair under the Residential Tenancies Act.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so if there's anything, uh, anything goes wrong with a smoke alarm, it's um, it's the owner's responsibility to rectify. So that's quite different from what it was previously. It was a little bit ambiguous. Mm. Um, so now even things like changing batteries um, is really the responsibility of the owner to do. Um, and I've certainly seen situations in the past where um, tenants have taken the batteries out of the smoke alarm to put into a child's toy or something like Mm. that. Um, And so the smoke alarm's just been left hanging open, not operational, um, and that's quite a serious thing because they're there to protect people. They're there to alert you um, in the event that there there was some sort of fire. And Mm. if that's not working, you know,
0: there's all kinds of issues that could arise. Yes, I'm sure. Now, in your experience, is there any wording in the contract of the agreement or the agreement um, that's being confusing to tens, like you know when they you know they're reading through it and they go oh but what does this actually mean like you know do they actually say those sort of things
1: yeah in the past um, there's there's a few of those that have been removed now, okay. so the the issues around insurances and things like that for owners that tenants quite often found those a little bit ambiguous mm-hmm. there's still a few left in there um, around not doing anything to increase an owner's premium on their insurance so if you uh what's an example that I can give you so tenants having open mm-hmm. gas bottles so there's you know those um those heaters oh, outdoor, that have the gas um, yeah, on them, yeah, 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 yeah. So using those on a balcony, for argument's sake, that that would be um, something that that if um, if a fire did eventuate, then that may impact the yeah. owner's insurance policy. Um, and so that's yeah. something that the tenant shouldn't be doing. So there's that's probably one of the, um, the the clearest examples that I can give you. But in the in the lease agreement. Yeah. We get asked all kinds of strange things around people. You know, um, what does this actually mean? It just means that you have to pay your rent. Yeah. That's all.
0: So yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the strangest things I've ever seen walking through a property is somebody basically working on their motorbike in the dining room, mm-hmm. as in pulling it apart and you know grease everywhere and all those funny things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please don't. So, do that. Um, please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, no, just, you know, like are you going to try it on, like Revit getting all the fumes going and through the house? Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I've heard yeah. of some fantastic stuff over the years, but um, whether it was actually true or not, I don't know. But, you know, like horses and all kinds of things in properties. But, um, oh, yeah. Nice. Mr. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's why they did have him in there.
0: Yeah. What part of the contract should tenants pay special attention to?
1: Uh, probably, um, well, they're financial obligations. So looking for things with, you know, with dollar signs in front of them. So how much rent have I got to pay? How much bond have I got to pay? Um, what date is it due? Um, one of, one of the other, probably one of the other areas that people quite often, especially if they've not rented before, they don't necessarily pay a whole lot of attention to, um, is the notice period. So, um, just because your lease is expiring on, you know, the, the 12th of March 2021 doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you can just walk into the agent and say, thank you very much, I'm leaving today. It yeah. also doesn't mean that if we, um, as the agent, send a, um, a, an email to you saying the owner would like to know, would you like another, um, another fixed-term tenancy? If you write back and say, no, thank you, I don't want another fixed-term tenancy, that's not giving notice. Yeah. So um, you actually, there's a requirement, it's 28 days notice in writing stating the date that you intend to vacate. So if you want to move mm-hmm. out on the 12th of March 2021, send us an email on the 12th of February 2021 saying I'm going to be moving out on that date um, mm-hmm. and everything's fine. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and the, it, if you send that email and you don't get a response, follow it up, make sure that it's been received um, and, again, a, Assuming
0: is never a good thing in any contract. Yeah. So essentially a fixed-term tenancy turns into a month-to-month tenancy if you choose not to renew it.
1: Yeah. yeah. If, if neither party wrap it up, then yes, it, it just continues on under all the same um, you know, conditions and requirements, etc. cetera, um, but it, it just ha- doesn't have an end date until someone says, okay, either we want you to leave or we want to leave.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so we're going to have a short break and come back with more from Sufi line from Jealous Craig, where we will talk about what happens during the tenancy. You're listening to Real Estate Right. I'm Sue Langada and I'm on today with Sophie Lyon, Director and General Manager of Property Management at Jealous Craig, as well as a Director of the REIV. And we're talking about the Residential Tenancy Agreement and signing your life away when renting a property because that's what you're doing, aren't you? You're signing your life away, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, Sophie, um, what extra conditions can a landlord impose on a tenancy?
1: Uh... It, that's That really is a how long is a of yeah. stream kind what of, um, yeah. So what have you seen? Because it's, well, oh, I've seen all kinds yeah. of things. Um, but I, probably the best way to answer it is the the owner can impose a, um, a, a particular condition in the lease as long as it's not removing um, a right that the tenant has under the Residential Tenancies Act. So... Um, rather than talking about what they can do, and that would be, you know, by agreement, um, so maybe they aren't including the garage in the property because they want to use it as storage, yep. um, and then they say, well, we're going to need access, so the access needs to be negotiated because yes. um, at the moment, you know, they need to give a certain amount of notice before they can come onto the, onto the property, and they're only allowed to come on for that that same reason every six months so if they need access to the garage every two months for argument's sake that would need to be negotiated between the owner and the tenant and it's not necessarily so that's not taking a right away from the tenant necessarily Mm. it's just you know negotiating something to the side of it but if the owner said that they wanted to come into the house every two months Mm. to do an inspection that's not you You can't yeah. do that because that's taking a right away from the tenant around quiet enjoyment, et cetera mm-hmm. et cetera so um you couldn't put a condition in around that mm. um, and yeah, that's probably probably the easiest way yeah. to answer it that's
0: good um so how often can my rent be increased?
1: Uh, only at the expiry of every lease agreement. Yeah. Um, as long as it's a 12-month lease. So we can only increase the rent every 12 months. Yeah. Um, if, if you took out a lease for two years, three years or something longer, the rent could only be increased again every 12 months, but as per what had been written into the lease agreement. At
0: the, so, inti- um, the initial yeah. um, contract. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So if you're month to month, is it still 12 months or is it? Yes. Yeah. Only 12 months. Because it used to be six months, didn't it?
1: it did mm, so we're
0: not anymore not anymore okay no nope. that makes your life a little bit easier doesn't it <laughs> sort of. yes and no yes and no <laughs> um how often can the property manager or landlord do a routine inspection
1: okay well as i was saying before yeah only only every six months um, yeah. And for the, um, and we're not allowed to do them for the first three months of the of the tenancy. So you've got to give the tenants an opportunity to sort of settle in, yeah. um, and you can only do them every six months for the same reason. Now, okay. that being said, a routine inspection um, that's that's a different inspection um, need than if the owner needed to come onto the property to carry out particular maintenance, um, mm-hmm. or if the tenant said there's an issue with my laundry. There seems to be mould going up the wall, um, if the agent or the owner want to come onto the property to have a look at that, to try and ascertain what was causing it, that, again, is a different um, that's not inspection routine, purpose. It's not a routine inspection, yeah. that's right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Can we negotiate any of the terms and conditions on the agreement?
1: You, you can, um, but, again, as long as it's not taking a right away from you. Um, yeah. So the owner can't say that they they want to be able to give you a notice to vacate um, and you'll agree to only give 14 days return, you know, return notice, or that you'll give two months notice to vacate rather than 28 days. They're things that they can be requested by the owner, but as a tenant, you don't need to agree to them.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Now I'm just going to throw something in there. You may say it's not really something we should be advertising, but this is how I've rented in the past. Okay? okay. Yep. I've always obviously signed a lease to start with and then gone month to month. Mm-hmm. Um rather than if I've been asked to continue the lease, suddenly lease, do another twelve months, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yep. I've found that doing that that way, my rent rarely goes up. Like rarely. Okay. Okay. Um so first place I lived in for four and a half years, it went from 110 to 125 at about the three and a half year mark. It was not very long, right?
1: Okay. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> other places I've lived in, I was told uh, when I was living at the fire station in the ground floor, I started at 400. I yep. was told, look, you're extending, you're taking over somebody's lease, so their lease finishes in six months' time. You know, it will go up to 420. It never went up to 420. Uh-huh. And I was there for three and a half years. Um, uh-huh. Then I moved upstairs and it was 430. Two and a half years, never, 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 like never went up. Uh-huh. Um, so, whereas I've had a friend who lived in the place for about ooh, 11 years when I was. Talking to her about all of this sort of stuff, and she insisted that she Mm -hmm. signed a lease every single year. And every single year, she got, she reminded her property manager that she needs to get a new lease. Therefore, the rent needs to go up. Okay. So she's like, I can't believe they put it up another 20 bucks a week. Or, you know, I said, Well, why do you keep signing a lease? (laughs) You know, he's never going to move in there. You know, you you have to choose your landlords, essentially. You need to know the landlord is going to be an investor, not somebody who's going to be, um, you know, moving to Perth for a, a couple of years and then coming back. You know, you need mm-hmm. to know the pure the reason why they have the property. Um, okay. So, yeah, anyway, she had an investor as a landlord. He wasn't going to sell on her. He wasn't going to, you know, he was happy having her there. Um, but she yeah. just kept getting her rent going up. Like I think in the 11 years there, it went up like, to two, you know, $200 a week more than what she started. So... I'm just like, is it a good tip to say to, to tenants, sign the lease to start with, but go month to month afterwards? Because like, I liked going under the radar. Just you know, they just happy <laughs> to get my rent coming in each month. No. Or is this changed it, after the new legislation?
1: It, look, it hasn't changed, definitely. Um, but what I think what you said around um, actually... Picking your landlord is yeah. probably more to the point um, than than saying that you think that it necessarily goes under the radar. Yeah, um, because it's the rent increases. Um, well, it's something or a, a lease renewal is something that the that the agent generally will um, will remind the tenant about and go back to the owner and say, "What would you like to do? The lease is about to expire." Yeah. Um, and it's, it's always at the owner's discretion as to whether they want to sign another lease or not. Mm. Um, and it's at the tenant's discretion as to whether they want to sign another lease or not. Yeah. Um, but going on to a month-to-month tenancy, we still get reminders every year around mm. um, around rent reviews. Yeah. That's the way that our, our system set up. Yeah. So again, it comes back to the owner's discretion as to whether they want to increase the rent or not. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of um, of investor owners out there um, who, if they're happy with the tenant and everything's going along swimmingly, they will make a judgment call in their own mind as to, okay, if I put the rent up, my tenant decides to move out. Yeah. I have got, I'm going to have a vacancy rate. I'm going to have to pay, you know, uh, the the agent for their time. I'm going to have to pay advertising, yeah. um, and I'm going to have a period where I'm not going to get any rent. Um, versus having your tenant in there um, for another 12 months, continuing to pay perhaps the same amount of rent. Yeah. Um, and so it, it becomes a um, a commercial decision on their part. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, as the majority of... $10 a week
0: in- increases, what, $520? $520. $520 a year. The cost of actually the vacancy is... Of the vacancy versus that. Is essentially not worth it, really.
1: No, and... The, under the current legislation, we actually have to demonstrate why the owner is requesting the rent increase. So we actually have to be able to go out into the market and find comparable properties and yeah. be able to use those as the evidence to say, okay, so Sue, so you might have been paying $100 a week um, in your property way back when, um, yeah. but every other property that's similar to you in the area that's been recently leased is leasing at $150 a week. So yeah. therefore the owner is fully justified to say they want to put the rent up by $25 a week. Yeah. Um But as as with everything, you know, if, if the owner comes back and says they want a fifty dollar a week rent increase, um, you can always go back to the owner and say, you know, I'm really happy to stay. I really like it here. But can we do something with the rent increase? So worst that can happen, the owner comes back and says, no, and you've got to make a decision um, yeah. as the tenant as to again whether you want to go through the process of finding a new property, um, yeah. renting the truck, the time involved, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, yeah,
0: yeah. pros and cons it, with everything. It could, yeah, it does. It definitely is, yeah. Well, thank you so much again, Sophie, for your great advice. If Real Estate Right listeners want to contact you to either rent a property or use you as a property manager, where's the best place to contact you?
1: You can find me on the Jealous Craig website, which yeah. is um or my direct line in the office, which I am back in now, um, mm. is 03-9810-5053.
0: Thanks again, Sophie my pleasure um you're always great to have on our show uh, so next week we have another town taster we're going to fitzroy plus on thursday we have an episode about cleaning your property when vacating lots to do and certain standards to adhere to so if you're about to go through the process it's one you won't want to miss real estate right is a real copyright production hosted and produced by me sue Langadam. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help, create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast, contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.